Recording, gentlemen. Three, two, one. Yeah. Welcome to the Real Estate Podcast, episode three. Three point two. Um, oh. In standard Daniel Holmes fashion. Oh, yes. We uh, had a little conversation uh, after our last podcast. And I said to Dan, mate, how long is it going to be until we fuck this up? (laughs) We record, we go through the motions, we sit here for 20 minutes, we bubble on, we go to download it on the computer and we've got an issue. And Dan said, no, it won't happen. Will not happen. So there's no need to point fingers here. A week ago, probably ten days, we recorded this episode. Yes, and uh, We're back we went to plug her all in, and I had the, well, the video worked, which is my part of the puzzle. <laughs> and uh, Dan's going to hit the audio, which is a little SD card thing that goes in here. Put it in his computer, and we only had um, oh, she's chock a block. Fourteen out of twenty-one minutes because. Stupid over here, forgot that, well, SD cards don't have a... Uh, They're ever. not unlimited. Yeah, there's not unlimited memory. So he's <laughs> left every episode and all his jargon and... So all. basically what we're saying is we're going to nail this one. We're going to absolutely nail this episode. Yeah, now. it's 3.2, so we've practised. Yes, exactly. And this episode's all about our buyers, buyers out there listening. We've got a uh, saying that's... Been um, around since the dawn of time. I've been flogging real estate. This. I've been flogging this into the boys. Yeah, and it goes a little something like: buyers tend to be liars, and sellers can be worse. Yes. So for all the buyers out there today, we're really going to target you guys, and we're going to help you um, navigate your way through purchasing a property and making it as easy as possible on yourself. Yeah. When we say buyers are liars, I guess, you know, we're talking about uh, a very vast criteria of people because when we sell out here in Greater Springfield, we, we're we selling, you know, $150,000, $250,000 cottages all the way up to $1.27 we just got out in, in uh, Newbeath. So there's a very long list of different people uh, that we talk with and um, buyers are liars. I've come across quite a few Mm. in my short time. Before we get into that, I think let's just pinpoint some things that make it easier for buyers to purchase a home, particularly apart from Nine News, everyone else understands that the market's still going strong. If you watch Nine News, you think your house is worth nothing, um, which is not the case. We've had a cracking six weeks behind us. We did um, $10 million of sales um, in September. Yeah. And we're tracking towards 10 million again for October. All of our stock is still moving very quickly. Um, I would say 90% of it's still got multiple offers on it. Yeah. Um, t- days on market have probably increased somewhat, but the, you know, buyer interest and, you know, it, it's still there, still strong. So the interest rates thus far haven't had a major effect. They've probably just slowed things down a little bit. Um, and those shopping at a million are probably now at nine and nines are now at eights, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, but things are still strong. And what I wanted to say to the buyers is you need to make this as easy as possible as you can. And that starts with one, 
making yourself known to the agent. Yes. Building a relationship, building a rapport with them, getting to know them. Because if we've got three or four buyers interested in a property, we obviously have it to help our owners navigate which offer to take. Now, the first thing that we look for as an agent is someone that we think we can trust. Yeah. It's going to be a good person, genuine, easy to deal with. They understand the process. The second thing we look at is obviously price. Um, and a lot of the times those are going to be very competitive. Yep. So therefore, the next thing that we look at is going to come down to conditions. So um, number one is finance. Have yourself in a position where you're ready to purchase. You understand your financial position. The amount of times that we put a property under contract we ask these people specifically about their financial situation. They tell us they're pre-approved for finance. We go through the motions and a day later after we sign the contract, they ring us up and say, oh, we can't get our finance. I can't afford this house. Yeah. Mind-blowing. Like, you yeah. must just feel like an absolute idiot yeah. to do that. Um, so get yourself in a position where you know what's happening, you know where you're at, you know what your financial position is. To reiterate on that, if you live in Sydney, 80% of the properties sell at auction right therefore you don't have a finance condition now for those out there that doesn't mean that you've got 1.2 million dollars cash sitting in your bank account yeah when you make an offer without subject to finance that means you've been to a broker or a bank and you've been through the motions from start to finish and you know exactly what you can afford now that's not the pre-approval you do online where you tick a few boxes and tell them how much you make and spend and then they say you can borrow 1.2 that that's not right yeah it's when they get your pay slips they go through your bank statements they understand your exactly what you spend every month how much debt you have what credit cards you have what other loans you have um and the process has been done in a in a really deeply and they say you can borrow like the bank will lend you mm. abc yep now if you're a smart buyer you would go through that motion in a competitive market so that you can make your offers without having a subject to finance clause that is going to make you stand out amongst the crowd in a much much better way absolutely so first is being a genuine person having a, a relationship with the agent, building rapport, having conversation with us so we get to know who you are. Yep. We met a thousand people a week. So to stand out, you need to come and have a conversation and say, my name's John, we really love this property, we've been looking for a lot, we're ready to go, we want to purchase, blah, blah, blah. So we know who you are and that you're ready to go. And I would say on that as well, when, when you speak to the agent, don't be afraid to give them all the information. There's been a lot of times when people call up and we go through the motions because like, what we want people to know is... Those buyers are important to us. We mm. need those buyers. Mm. And we, we value a good buyer in this market still. You know, even though it's still competitive, those good buyers are, are few and far between. So don't be afraid to give us all the information. A lot of people still call up. We've got a little unicorn list over there where buyers, you know, we, we, we oft, often ask people, what's your uh, budget? And they might turn around and go, well, I don't have a budget. Yeah. Now, now <laughs> <laughs> they're in the unicorn group because they're, money amount that it's infinite they can afford anything so we put them in the unicorn group and whenever we get a four or five hundred million dollar home they're getting the calls mm. but those people seem to find you know we don't want to tell them what our budget is because we're going to fall into this trap yeah they think we're going to um show them a, a six hundred thousand dollar house and sell it to them for 1.7 <laughs> 
exactly. <laughs> you know, and and this is the sort of shit that's so frustrating as a real estate agent is dealing with people like this. And then the backhand from that is by saying agents don't look after us. Yeah. Agents don't call us. Yeah, yeah. No, we do. We just don't call the dickheads. Exactly. Because it's frustrating. It's time consuming particularly for agents like ourselves who are elite performers, I guess, we sell a lot of properties. Mm. Therefore, we meet, like on a week on the weekend of Scorn, we would have met 60 to 80 buyers. Mm. I mean, to, to navigate through all of them, nurture them all, deal with them all, talk to them all, we'd never have time to actually list a house to That's sell right. to them. Yeah, exactly. So, like it goes back to what I said at the start, is building a bit of a relationship with us, telling us where you are, don't give us the bullshit stories. Tell us what your position is and we're going to try and help you find a house. Yeah. That's what we're here to do. Yeah. We're not here to rip you off, annoy you, frustrate you, wreck you. At the end of the day, we work on behalf of the vendor, but we still have respect for the buyer. And if you want a house of a particular caliber, our job's to find that and put you there. Yeah. And whether you make an offer and buy, it's up to you. But yeah. if we don't know your situation, your financial position, um, your timeline, I promise you, I'm not wasting five minutes of my day to ring you. Exactly right. We have to we have to fine tune that list down, and it's impossible because it buyers are lies. And a lot of people that that are going through that process of not telling us all the information or or potentially hiding something from us, mm. they're going to the back of the list. Yeah. So. And look, this is I, I understand. I'm probably being a bit raw here, <laughs> um, but that's what this podcast is about. It's, Absolutely, it's the real. Yeah, a state podcast. It's not the we'll tell you whatever you want to hear podcast. And this information will actually help you. So yes. I don't mean to be as blunt as what I am being, but this is going to help you move forward. So first is build a rapport with the agent, get to know them, tell them your position, don't lie, give them everything. Yep. Second, get yourself in a position financially where you know where you stand, have a strong deposit, have been to the bank, have either your pre-approval ready to go, you know, in depth or have a no finance condition. Yep. Um, the third thing is when it comes to building in pests, this is one of the things that really shit me. Yes. There's a lot of sensible people out there. There's a lot of morons. And, and, and sometimes it's not morons. It's just uneducated people. So I'm going to educate you today. When it comes to a building and pest inspection on a house, there's three things that we look for in a property. And I tell this to my owners and I tell it to the buyers as well. It's the three... M's. He remembered. <laughs> it's moisture... Yes. Movement and mongrel, mongrel termites. Everything else is cosmetic generally as a rule. Yes. If there's no moisture behind the walls that we can't see, doesn't matter. If there's no movement in the property or structural issues, whoop-de-doo. Um, and if there's no termites, not a big deal. We sell properties. I mean, I guess the average age of a property we sell in Greater Springfield is somewhere between four and six years old as that would be the average we sell them all the way up to 15 but yeah um the amount of times we do a building and pest on a property and we go through and there's a couple of chips in a skirting board and a loose door handle and um you know there's a hole in the fly screen loose tower rail yeah tower rail's loose and the um the shit roll holders a bit shaky <laughs> yeah. and um the the buyers come back to us and want a ten thousand dollar price reduction or they're gonna crash the deal they want all this and that done just really annoys me yeah that's a good one the second thing that annoys me is um you rock up to a house as a buyer for an inspection the front retainer wall's got a bow in it like a banana you just about trip over it as you're walking through to um to sign into the open home you make your offer um and then come back and say i want a price reduction for the boat 
retain them all that I tripped over on the way in here because I needed a building and pest inspector to tell me that it was bowed. Mm. That shits me as well. Yeah. So here's what I would do is if I was a buyer, I would go to the agent and I would say, I understand that there's a bowed retaining wall and I'm not going to, I'm making my offer subject to that. I know yep. that's there. Yep. Um, so my offer may be a little less than everyone else's, but I'm not going to bring that into, a, into account and I'm happy to put that in the contract as special condition. I can see that fence out the back's wrecked. Um, I can see there's some scratches and some damage and a cracked tile. Those aren't an issue for me. Yep. Um, my building and pest inspection will purely be based on if there's moisture in the property, if there's any movement or structural issues or if there's any termites and everything else I can see is cosmetic. Um, I can see that with my own eyes. I don't need a, an expert to show me. Yeah. And so that's the only thing that I'm going to bring up in the building and pest. Yeah. Bang, you're at the top of the list. Absolutely. And what we're encouraging people to do as well, like because it's gone out the window in the last six to 12 months, actually spend some time in the home going through it. So, you know, we run an open home for 30 minutes, right? And the people that are there from the start all the way to the end and then come to us at the end and say, right, can you see these issues? Because I can see them clearly. Mm. Now, what I want to do is make my offer subject, obviously, you know, to the, taking those into account. We're going to leave, you know, a certain amount out to f- have those fixed. But yeah. I, can, I can see them. They're clear as day. For, for me... That just tells me this person's as serious as you like. And and on the vendor's side of things, like the only time we're ever going to bring that up with them is if it's something we've missed. Yes. Most of the time, we spend a good 45 minutes at someone's property through Going an appraisal through. process and we're asking them, is there any issues with the property? Is there anything we need to know about, et cetera, et cetera. And if you're a seller out there, you best tell the agent. Absolutely. We go from, uh, we're sort of moving along here, but buyers are lies, we get to sellers are worse. We've had <laughs> plenty of incidents in the past where yes. there's, you know, major damage to a property inside a roof cavity um you know externally there's been hail damage to a roof that was never fixed by insurance there's all these things that we can't see they tell us it's all dandy they know very well it's not um we sell the property to a great buyer and then we get them through for building a pest and there's just disaster everywhere um they couldn't see to the naked eye because they got the neighbor over to bang a few palings into a (laughs) you know a broken wall wall frame or truss or roof or something so um, for the sellers out there, the vendors, you best be honest with your agent as well because our job is to get as much as we can for you guys. It's not to lie and cheat the market. So we want to help you navigate around these issues to get you the best possible price. Now, whether that's introducing a trade, whether that's being honest and upfront with the buyer, whether it's whatever that might be, our job is to navigate you in the right direction. And if we don't know, one, you're wasting your time. Two, you're wasting our time. Three, yep. you're wasting the buyer's, buyer's time. time. Yeah. And um, everyone thinks we're idiots. So be honest is my biggest thing for both buyers, both sellers. Mm. I know there's some agents out there, you know, we've got a bad reputation as, as real estate agents as a rule because probably some shifty shit used to happen yeah. back in the day. Try and hide everything. Look, the majority of agents out there do the right thing. Yeah. Um, so I guess picking the agent from the start Very is important. a big one for a vendor. Um, you know, you want to find someone who's got a track record of success yep. that knows what they're talking about, explains this stuff to you. I mean, if you're talking to real estate agents and they're not explaining this to you about buyers and what we look for in building and pests and how we go through their financial situations and how we build rapport and all of those things, it's I mean, bells. big, big red, red flag for me. So yep. um, these are the things that they should be talking to you about, which is going to give you confidence that they're honest. Yep. 
um, which should give you confidence that you can be honest with them and tell them all of the things about the home, um, your situation, all of those things. Now, the next one that I wanted to go into quickly was the multiple offers scenario. Yes. So the buyer's liars sort of twist on this is we find ourselves in a position where there's multiple offers on the property. We obviously go back to all of our buyers and give them one chance to increase. Mm-hmm. Throughout the process, we're hearing from a majority of people, this is as much money as I've got. You turn me up, upside down, you shake me, this, the, that'll be the last penny that falls out of my pocket. I've got no more to my name. Yeah. So we explain to them, obviously, that's, that's all good. You, you're obviously stuck there. Everyone else has got a chance to increase. Uh, this could be the final you know, chance that you do have. Um, people miss out and then we're back on the phone to them to, to notify them that you know the owners have, have accepted another offer. And then all of a sudden those buyers are going through the process of, you should have given me another call. I've just got a call from the bank and they've, they've allowed me to get another 45K out. Yeah. So uh, first thing on the multiple offers situation is, um, you know, it doesn't just come down to price, it comes down to conditions, which we just spoke about. So yep. trimming up your finance and building in person, having all that stuff ready is going to help you as well. Yeah. If there's four or five offers, obviously, the next thing we're going to look at, well, you know, we're looking at price and we're looking at conditions. If someone's got cash and all of those things are going to, uh, you know, pay a factor, at the end of the day, the owner's going to decide, but we're going to steer them in a direction we think's best for them because that's our job. Uh, multiple offer situations happens all the time. Yeah. I, I explain to people, put in your best and final, um, this is your last opportunity, make it your walkaway price. Yep. So if I ring you tomorrow and say, hey, Johnny, you missed out by a thousand bucks, mate. Don't blow up. You're going to say, no worries, champ. I'm happy to see it go for that. I was never going to pay that money for it. Yep. That's where you need to be in a multiple offer situation. Absolutely. It pisses me off chronically <laughs> when I ring Johnny <laughs> and I say, Johnny, mate, Unfortunately, the owners have decided to go with another offer. You were very, very close. Um, but, mate, let's see if we can find you something else similar to that in the coming weeks. And Johnny turns around and blows up at me. Yeah. Because I didn't give him another opportunity to increase his offer. Yeah. And and this is common. This is not a one-off. This is... All the time. Every second. Well, how much was I off? Was it was it close? Was I within a couple of grand? I, I could have moved. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> so all the time. Don't be that person because... You know, in a competitive market, you're going to shop for a long time. And we see it firsthand. I've, I meet the same people at Open Homes yeah, yeah, for six months in a row. Yeah. You, bought, you bought anything yet? Just on that, like most people will know. But if you don't know, you know, for those first home buyers particularly, we can't give anyone those prices. We can't obviously go to the multiple offers scenario and, and go to, you know, Johnny and say, Look, this bloke's over here at six oh five. The asking price is obviously offers over five nine nine. We've got a couple offers just above that range. If you you know shoot up above six twenty, I think you got a good chance. That's not how it works. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've got to be really careful in the fact that we can't give any of that information away. We can only go to you and say, put down your best and final. We encourage all of our buyers to obviously do their research. And generally, if you ask the agent. You know, in terms of comparable sales, we've always got a list behind every that's property right. that we sell. Yeah, that's right. Um, just to wrap things up, mate, we've had this question come in from, uh, you know, quite a few people now. Yes. Is how do you know that the agent genuinely has multiple offers on the property? Yes. Uh, I don't think we've touched on this, have we? No. When it comes to this very legal part of the deal, yep. 
First things first is multiple offers is when multiple REIQ contracts are signed. Yes. Not Joe's put in a verbal offer, Billy sent in a text message, our mate sent an offer to purchase form. That's not multiple offers. Yep. Multiple offers is multiple REIQ contracts fully executed and signed by a purchaser. By the buyer, yeah. Which is ready to present to an owner. Yep. That's when we're in multiple offer situation. At that point in time, the agent should be ringing you um, and letting you know that you're in a multiple offer situation. They then need to provide you a form, um, which is an acknowledgement of multiple offers. It's an REIQ, which for those who don't know, it's Real Estate Institute of Queensland. It's a registered form that says, we acknowledge there are multiple offers on the table. Um, this is our you know, last, last opportunity to increase our offer, blah, 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 blah. From there, you sign that piece of paper. You obviously have an opportunity to then adjust your offer, your conditions, your terms, your settlements, or whatever it might be. Yep. If you feel that an agent's been dodgy with this, you can go to the OFT. Yep. At that point in time, they would launch an investigation, and um, you know they would have the agent would have to provide them with the two contracts fully executed, both the you know the multiple um, acknowledgement of multiple Form offer forms. Signed. Yep. Um, and for those agents out there, if you didn't have that. You're in big, 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 big trouble. Yep. Um, you know, with DocuSign and stuff now, um, I know I've, I've heard of this before. The OFT won't just ask for the contracts. They'll ask for the those buyers. They will contact those buyers and say, did you make a, a contracted offer on 7 John Street on this date at this time? Yep. And they'll do that with that. And if, there's, if they find out that there's been any dodgy... Big loss of license. Oh, well, I'd say, yeah, loss of license, I would imagine. Yeah. Um, I don't think you'd even get a warning for that. You'd just yeah. be straight out of the industry. So yeah. if you do suspect that, I mean, I hope it doesn't happen out there. I mean, years ago, it probably did a lot. Um, I really hope it doesn't, but it, it may. And if you suspect it, that's the um, that's a route. That's the process, yeah. Yeah. So, um, look, we'll wind it up there. Um, we're hoping to have Ash Barty on with us <laughs> next week. <laughs> We've, We've got, got it the, warmed up got here the still. Mic. Yeah, she was meant to be here this week, but... Um, yeah, we've... we've yeah, stuffed up with times and whatever else. Well, I've heard she got the first tee off at um, tee off time at Brookwater, so yeah, we, we might go join her. Yeah, we're in an early session this morning. It's started up past seven this morning. Yeah, so. we were we were up before the doodle doos. Really. Yeah. So, um, mate, thanks again. Thanks again, mate. Thanks for everyone that's um, listening at the moment. A big shout out. I think what have we had? In the first couple of episodes. Yeah, we're up to, geez, I think we've had 70-odd thousand views. That's crazy. Um, our podcast online has been downloaded over a thousand times. Um, so, and the subscription is is up over 2,000 or something stupid. Yeah. So, massive, unreal. Massive thank you to everyone, obviously. Yeah, appreciate it. Keep sending in your questions um, and feel free to reach out to us personally if we can help with anything. Yeah, 100%. Righto, guys. We'll see you next time. Hey. Hey, Rick.